shit. Okay. If you're the Mariners, what you do is you draft a guy and you trade him to the Yankees for a different prospect. And then that prospect that you traded him to the Yankees for, you cut that guy. So that now the Yankees have your prospect, but you don't have theirs anymore. Then you sign Edwin Encarnacion. And you trade Edwin Encarnacion to the Yankees for the prospect you already traded to the Yankees to get him back. So, But you agree to pay the rest of Edwin Encarnacion's contract. Mm-hmm. So now you have the guy you already had... And you owe the Yankees money to pay Edwin Encarnacion, who's leading the American League in home runs. Yeah. We, we, let's segue real quick. I have a question <laughs> for you. I had yeah. a really interesting uh, conversation this weekend about, about Jerry DePoto, the GM of the Mariners. Sure. The, a discussion this... on Twitter with a bunch of people. Um, is he good? No. Okay. <laughs> Did you listen to any of the things I just said? Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. We got basketball stuff. Basketball stuff. That's true. Do you want to just get this out of the way? Yeah. Anthony (laughs) Davis is a Laker, baby. We did it. We finally did it. I knew we were going to do it from day one. I knew it was going to happen and I never had any doubts. Don't listen to our backlog of podcasts. (laughs) Of course we are. We're going to win like eight titles now. I don't... What is he here for? Like a year? Uh, We're going to win eight. It's fine. (laughs) Just... Pencil them in already with our three basketball players that we have on the team now. We're winning eight titles. Not one, not two, eight. (laughs) Yeah, you're down to LeBron James, AD, Kyle Kuzma, and... Probably like a couple NBA Karina players. A lot. It's going to be a lot of unfortunate players <laughs> are going to are going to get significant minutes for the Lakers this year. But we have AD and we have LeBron and we have Kyle Kuzma. Um, I'd like to announce that I'm actually going to be the eleventh man this year. So <laughs> oh, congratulations! Yeah, this is opening doors for everyone, really. So Patrick, you can see Patrick for four minutes a night at uh, Staples Center this year. Yeah, um, I playing what point guard? I imagine. Uh, I is 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 sports take haver a position in basketball? <laughs> no, you have to do something with the actual ball. Oh, being like athletic and like doing sport. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I can do that. That's real. <laughs> I, I'm known for that. It's actually <laughs> what everyone says about you. Says, Patrick, good sports doer. That's what everyone says about me. That's why we call you Patrick, good sports doer on the internet. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Yeah, that's a real thing. This is my <laughs> reputation. <laughs> so the NBA, is, it has happened. It has the happened. Um, you, you, you have brought that AD trade into into uh, existence yourself, personally. Yeah, me, I did that. By um, photoshopping AD in a Lakers jersey and then putting it as the header on our website. Yeah, I did that. I think that was what actually pushed it over was the hubris. <laughs> Who else was on there? It was uh, AD, LeBron Clay. James, Clay Thompson, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. And Kemba Walker? Yeah, it was Kemba. Um, Basically, this is, like, my version of, like, the Stannis Baratheon, like, leeches thing in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Like, when (laughs) Melisandre, like, uh, puts a bunch of leeches on uh, Gendry's dick. Which, weird move. (laughs) Really weird scene. And that's my way, that was my way of, that's, of willing Anthony Davis to become a Laker. You heard it here first. Patrick put leeches on an internet dick. And then Anthony Davis came into existence. Well, that's the parallel. I'm trying to <laughs> actually put leeches on an internet dick. 
Although, had <laughs> I thought of it, <laughs> I would have done it. Uh, you did say you saved the Game of Thrones uh, clip music, right? That might be a moment for it. Yeah, I could <laughs> drop the Game of Thrones clip music. But apparently there are other teams in the NBA, not just the Lakers. Astonishing. There's like three of them. It's One fine. of them won a title. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. We haven't recorded, so we actually haven't done a show since the uh, since the Ra- Toronto Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Yeah, um, yeah, because we did we skipped it uh, last week because reasons. Um, and yeah, and then uh, the Raptors defeated the Warriors, um, and the Warriors' huge list of injuries, um, and won a title. Yeah, uh, it was one of the I wanted it to go to seven games. Yeah. Um, but it was still one of like the most entertaining uh, final series that I've seen in a while. Probably since 2016. It was really, really good. I have a lot um, of respect for the Warriors. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> like, ama- that was like, incredible. What they did was amazing. Like I have, I have tons of respect for one Boogie Cousins and two Kevin Looney for playing through injuries that were clearly affecting them. Like I've yeah. never seen anyone who looked like they were in more pain on a basketball court than Kevin Looney did. Yeah, like he was in rough shape. Yeah, was it like a torn shoulder or no, something? No, like dis- I believe the official description was displaced cartilage in his rib cage. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like basically the stuff in between his ribs was no longer there. It was pushed to a different, second, worse location. Yeah. It was basically, he basically had a broken rib cage. Yeah, yeah. and Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson did a thing that Kobe Bryant did before, but it was more impressive when it, for Clay Thompson. He tore... His ACL goes back out there, shoots his free throws, and then runs out on defense. <laughs> yeah. He he doesn't just like limp out on defense after he shoots his free throws. He yeah. fucking ran yeah. <laughs> to go play defense. It was incredible. Yeah, and then the uh, Warriors smartly committed an instant foul for a yeah. stoppage to get him out of the game. And yeah. the next thing you knew, he was on crutches and a knee brace. Yeah, so. Boogie Cousins was like, "No, you are not going to actually fucking play." He put a member <laughs> of the Rockets in a headlock and DDT him. <laughs> I don't know how it didn't get called as a flagrant. Uh, it just didn't. The refs understood. The dude who got DDT'd understood. He <laughs> was like, like no, no, that makes sense. It's good. We can't have Clay out there like that. Clay's out there. I'm going to guard somebody. And Boogie's like, dude, what is wrong with you? Just hang on. I'm going to punch this guy. <laughs> we physically assault someone real quick to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, But the Raptors, in winning the title, have thus set themselves as the team who made the best one-year rental in history when they traded for Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the NBA, we haven't really seen that one-year rental really just absolutely, like, two one-year rentals. Or yeah. no, I guess I guess Gasol's not a one-year rental. But they have Gasol again next year, yeah. Yeah, but two two key acquisitions mm-hmm. yeah, to Kawhi directly and, lead to a title. Kawhi in the offseason and Mark Gasol uh, at the deadline. That's that's pretty impressive. It's really incredible. Um, this team without Kawhi, since nobody knows what Kawhi is going to do, um, I don't know what they look like in the long haul. Because um, if he comes back, then obviously now they're just the defending champion Toronto Raptors. Yeah. But Kawhi may not want to do that. and All indications are he probably does and he wants to go somewhere else. Although, again, nobody knows with this cat. Yeah, we, um, all, we all seem to think he's going to be a clipper, but who really knows? The only person that does know, Kawhi. He's yeah. probably one million percent certain right now where he's going to go. He's just never going to tell you yeah. until it happens. Yeah, the information will not be out there until Kawhi Leonard signs yeah. a document and everyone will say, Kawhi Leonard did this. Yeah. That's that's how we're all going to find out. Yeah. 
There will be no um, Kevin Durant-style Instagram feuds that you can read subtext no. into to see what's going on now. There will not be um, an hour-long ESPN special called The Kawhi Decision. <laughs> Apple Time. <laughs> Apple Time. <laughs> we did get Apple Time from the final. That was one of my... I, so I will admit, I was initially a little suckered. I thought, like, I read that story. And no, Kawhi... I thought it was so real, which is a comment both on me being an idiot and also Kawhi being a weirdo. Yeah, no, I think it has a lot... It has more to do with Kawhi being a fucking weirdo. But... The apple time. <laughs> Speak, so, as you're aware, the end of that tweet is Kawhi then ate all 12 apples with a knife and fork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Last night, or a few weeks, maybe a week ago, I sat at work. I was the only person there other than one customer who ordered a hot dog and then ate that hot dog with a knife and a fork. Oh, weird. With the bun and all, like whole bites of hot dog and bun, knife and fork. Do I know this person? No. Oh, uh, you should have called the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> I, gotta get the, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't, I've heard people say some wild shit at my job, and this was one of those moments where I was like, I gotta leave, man. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrifying. <laughs> I was on a plane um, coming back from New Orleans uh, this year, and next to me... A dude ate a bologna sandwich. <laughs> like, he pulled it out of a sandwich bag. And, like, it was so full of mayonnaise that, like, it was, he was basically slurping that bologna sandwich. And I, oh it was, God. I'm like, this is one of the most atrocious playlist experiences <laughs> I've ever had. And it's literally just an old dude slurping a bologna sandwich. <laughs> that still sounds horrible. Yeah. It's it happening was... right next to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> I saw it happening everything. Like, that was, like... Part four of, like, a seven-part meal that this dude brought to the plane. <laughs> and he and washed it, it down with two-session pale ales. Two, uh, no, yeah. No, 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 two-session reds. I don't know if that's a pale ale. No, it's a lager. Standard lager. Okay. He got two-session reds on that Alaska flight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that weird guy is allowed to live his weird, stupid yep. life, I guess. And one of the beers got... Definitely got warm by the time he actually got around to drinking it. So no, oh, I would imagine, yeah, because he ordered the two at the same time and just put one there, and it was there for like two hours. Just get a second beer later. I know <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that the drink people would just come back. They want to make that money too, yeah. dude. You can it's just so you can even just hit the call attendant button yeah. and like they'll come back. And like, I would like alcohol, and they'll be like, "Be right back. That'll be seven dollars." <laughs> like here you go. Except they don't take cash anymore, so it takes forever. Yeah. So the Raptors won. <laughs> uh, the Raptors are champions. Um, their fans definitely cheered KD getting in. Yeah, that was fucked Not up. a fan of that. Yeah, that we have so much to cover yeah. <laughs> just as far as the finals go and then all the other shit, too. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was deeply disappointing. Like, I saw that happen. I was like, well, that's gross. Like, of all the unwritten rules of sports that I think are dumb, that one is not. Like. Yeah. You don't cheer someone getting hurt. You just don't do it. You just don't do that shit. And this isn't like the first time that like Toronto sports fans have acted up on the big stage. I think they were throwing beers at uh, Shinsu Chu in mm -hmm. the 2015, uh, was it division or championship series? I forgot which one. Well, they were in the playoffs in 2015. And yeah, they yeah. did that. That was weird. Yeah. yeah Toronto like, fans, I guess when it, they're, they just go into hockey mode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I feel like a lot of Canadian, like Toronto fans and like Canadian sports fans, to me, I mean, it's, maybe this could be specific to Toronto, 
but they kind of come off like Philly fans, except they're not so much driven by blind rage as just like being too overly cold and drunk. Like, yeah. Well, Philly fans at this point, they're just playing their role. Like, a lot of the times they're like, we're expected to, <laughs> to like, be absolutely fucking nonsense when a sports thing happens. So I guess we just gotta go and throw batteries at Santa. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently, I found out that, uh, through a Jim Gaffigan routine, that Philly people are very sensitive about the batteries at Santa thing and get very upset when you bring it up. Well, then don't do it! <laughs> Good point. You wouldn't, have to, you wouldn't have to defend this shit if you didn't do it. Just don't throw the batteries. Don't throw batteries at Santa. Uh, <laughs> Philly sports did bring us uh, gritty, though. Uh, they did bring us god, gritty. The god of well, they have the Philly, everything, really. Yeah, and the Philly fanatic, who is still the best bat yeah. mascot in baseball. Yeah, yeah, like, what the sure. hell is that thing supposed to be? I don't know, but children love it. It's, like, weirdly adorable and also bizarre looking. Who's your least favorite yeah. mascot? Um, who is my least favorite mascot? I don't know. That's a good question. Like... In terms of, like, the actual mascot dressed-up thing... Everything that they do. Everything mm. that they are and everything that they do. I have one. That's why I asked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, just, I haven't thought about it that hard. I'm gonna have to, you have to give me a minute on that one. Go. For, you, you, Ding, you, Dinger is my... Oh, Dinger? Yeah, Dinger's I've bad. Well, Dinger's he gets, bad. He gets behind home plate and fucks with opposing pitchers, and I'm like, <laughs> that can't be real. Like, you can't be allowed. I guess it's allowed. But, and it makes sense, because it's like, if you're a major league pitcher, don't get distracted by fucking Dinger. But also, <laughs> why is this guy doing this? <laughs> no other mascot does that. Uh, there's got to be some, like... Flat Earther, the Earth is only two thousand years old. Pitcher out there who's like this dinosaur is throwing me off my game, but <laughs> he's probably Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> I imagine if someone's gonna fight Dinger at some point for that shit, it's gonna be Madison Bumgarner. Probably, yeah. What what would what did Mad Mad Bum we got uh, dragged the other day for? Um, oh, he was pissed off at a. Uh, Somebody for, like, running too slow around the bases after hitting one into McCovey Cove. Yeah, not only did it go into McCovey Cove, it went deep into McCovey Cove. That motherfucker hit it a billion miles away. It actually cleared the bay and went, (laughs) it just went to Oakland. The ball is just, it landed in Oakland, and the dude was like, wow, that's very impressive of me. I did a very cool thing, and Mass Bummer was like, no. (laughs) Well, and then, uh, while he's rounding the bases, Bumgarner was yelling at him, and as I heard, I forget who the hitter was, but he turns to Bumgarner and yells, if you want me to, if you don't want me to pimp a home run, then go fish it out of the ocean. <laughs> That's a good response. It really is. Yeah. Don't, don't, just don't get hit. Like, I don't, I don't understand this. Ooh, can I have one? Yeah. Might as well preload one. Yeah, right. Want to open? Yeah, sure. All right. There Thank you go. Yeah, so, basketball, the finals, um... Yeah, congratulations to Toronto. You now have almost as many NBA finals as Stanley Cups. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're never going to win a Stanley Cup. Patrick Marlowe already wants out of the Leafs. It's hilarious. No, they're done. It's Canadian hockey in the NHL just isn't really going so hot. It's supposed to be billed as tragic. As an American, I'm just going to tell you, I think it's funny. That's good. Yeah, it's kind of comical. Like, <laughs> I got to be honest. funny to me. Everyone else thinks it's tragic. Poor Canada. I think, uh, I think it's funny. Hey, it's just weird. Like, you have someone come down and like, do you think Vancouver can beat Tampa Bay? Like, well, Tampa Bay is clearly a much better hockey team. Like, they don't even have an ice. Like, <laughs> it's in Florida. It's 80 degrees right now in February. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so the Warriors obviously suffered a bunch of injuries in that finals. Um, KD was out for a long time with a hamstring, came back, played, what, like 11 minutes, something like yeah. that? Played great. There's a, there's a lot surrounding that injury that yeah. I think is going to come out later, and it's super sensitive. And mm-hmm. I think it's... I think... I think that KD should be responsible to be the person, if, if he thinks any wrongdoing was involved, we should wait for him to say it. Yeah. But when I hear Warriors fans say, no, it unequivocally is not like the fault of the Warriors organization, I'm like, ooh, that's a weird thing to say. Let's wait. Let's, let's take a few steps back and like wait. Right. Well, there's a really good um, article um, by Gabe Fernandez on Deadspin right now that's essentially about the nature of... Uh, professional sports athletic departments and what their goals are like they're like these are doctors who are specifically paid by the team to advance the team's interests yeah like it's not that they don't want healthy players but they want they do like you would like all of your players to be 100% healthy all the time but there's a difference between a doctor who's being paid to say oh no you shouldn't be doing this because of x risks versus a doctor who's like you totally could do this with you know x risks involved like, yeah. it's a question of delivery and the way it's phrased. Also, players want to get back out on the court, and having a medical opinion that's more open to letting them do that is going to be, is going to change the math on when they do it, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Because it sounds to me, and I don't, like, this is a little bit of speculation that I've picked up here and there, is that basically Looney, who I talked about, and Durant um, were given the same basic same piece of advice, that um, Looney was told, look, your cartilage, the cartilage is already pushed out of your rib cage, and there's, I mean, there's very few things that could happen to you, kind of in the world that would make this any worse. Like, yeah, the the damage is done. It's a question of can you physically play through this. Yeah. Um, with KD, I think he was told the same thing. Like, you can't make your calf any worse. Yeah. And but there's more going on there. Like your Achilles is what holds your calf in your leg, and mm-hmm. that's what. And then obviously, if you have a compromised calf muscle, there's yeah. reason to believe the surrounding structure would suffer for it. Yeah, it's it's like how could, like no one's saying that the Warriors lied and said that it was a calf when it was Achilles. I believe it was a calf. It was, a, I absolutely but for them not for them to like act like like it. Obviously, they're connected. So <laughs> like. There's no way that you can just decide that the Warriors don't have any responsibility. We don't know if they do yet. No. But it could be that KD was told specifically, you can play on this, here are the risks, and they they included you could tear your Achilles. Yeah. It's also possible that he wasn't told that. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, we need... need, I, I think KD will tell us when KD is ready, and I think that knowing KD... Around probably the time when everyone starts to play basketball again, when the season starts, he might start talking. Yeah, I've I'm not. Yeah, I'm when not saying bored. I'm not saying anything's happening, but I think that will probably be the time when we actually start getting some information on this. When he's bored doing his rehab and everyone else is playing uh, meaningful basketball games again, KD's going to have some stuff to say on Instagram. Yeah, because yeah. that's where he lives. As we've discussed. <laughs> Sometimes on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly on Instagram, though. Yeah, and then um, Clay, like, tore his ACL. Although yeah. that was just a standard, like, that was... That was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, like, well, but the, that injury itself is one of those things that can't just can happen in a basketball game. Yeah. Like, he went for a dunk, somebody contested it, 
and he landed funny and that was yeah. that um and that sucks like it's a bummer to see clay get hurt like that um because i really like him it seems like a really nice guy he's a great player he's fun to watch um but yeah there was no but there's no drama behind it the same way there is with the kd thing where he's trying to play on an existing injury that then is aggravated etc 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 no it's just clay got clay got bumped on a play where um i forget who was contesting him i think it was siakam uh yeah yeah, yeah it was might have been danny green but yeah yeah it's one of those two guys and yeah he got bumped and he landed funny yeah bam just, there goes a ligament yeah basketball stuff mm-hmm. yeah i i i think it's really i think the finals were just like this incredibly entertaining like piece of drama and it, it sucks that bad things happen to people in their in their lives and their careers like it was wild like do you remember the WrestleMania episode where I described the uh, double turn? Yes, the Stone yep. Cold Steve Austin. Impre- yep, that it reminded me of that. No, the I was kind of rooting for him. The Warriors go into the playoffs as this dominant juggernaut. They're not going to be stopped. They're the bad guys. Everyone fucking hates them. They are the new dynasty. They shit on everyone. They don't care what you think. They genuinely don't give a shit what you think about them. And as the playoffs go on, the Warriors get more hurt. And more disadvantaged, whereas the Raptors went in and they're just like the aw shucks underdogs. Yeah. But then we get like games into the finals. Raptors fans are cheering KD's injury. The Raptors just look so dominant. They're like robotic. The Warriors are this scrappy underdog. Now we've like switched sides. We've done, we've had a double turn. They seem <laughs> All like of a sudden the Warriors are the good guys by game six. Yeah. It was like, it's, it was, nuts. it's like watching Rocky get punched by Apollo Creed and he keeps getting back up. Yeah. In this analogy, you have to pretend that you weren't rooting from, for Rocky at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> 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 but that's what it was like. Like they kept getting like, I definitely root for yeah. Apollo Creed when I watch Rocky. <laughs> Am I a weirdo for that one? <laughs> nah, might as well. Turns out he was a nice guy. <laughs> Seems like a very nice guy. Yeah. And, and then, pretty good at boxing. Yeah, and then Ivan Drago killed him. <laughs> I spilled beer on myself. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. And then he died. <laughs> but anyways, it was, it, was very, it was very much like, wow, like, the Warriors went into this thing as completely unlikable. Yeah, they came out like holy shit! Oh man, and, like I have so much respect for what they had to go through to do this. Like to even like to even go out there and slug it out with the Raptors for as long as they did is incredibly impressive. Yeah, they did. A, they shout played, out to the Warriors. Shout out to the Warriors, which ah, uh, you know, I hate saying that. I didn't think we were gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the season. Yeah, no, I was. I would have fully expected to just sit here, like have an episode, to just sit here and be mad at them for winning another title. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Now I'm like now I'm proud like they didn't but I'm like happy for them anyway and I wish they I w- almost wish that I could sit here and say they had won another one. Yeah. Yeah. Wild 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 league. There's a lot more going on besides besides the Warriors, the Tons Raptors more. and Anthony Davis. <laughs> and by the way, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Um so not to yeah, I don't want to be gross about this, but it's worth noting that KD and Clay both hurting themselves in the finals. They're both free agents. Yeah. Um, well, well, KD could trigger a player option with the Warriors that would pay him $30 million. 
but he would not ever play basketball next year. That's almost a certain lock. Yeah. And if he does that, he would then be, I think, required by the terms of his contract to do all of his uh, rehab and uh, recovery work under the auspices of the Warriors Medical Department. Oh, weird. Yeah, which he might not want to do for any one of a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, one, it might not, like, it doesn't make sense to entrust your medical care to somebody who, again, is paid to put an athletic product on the floor with the understanding that when you're done, you're not going to do yeah. that thing for them. Yeah, there's um, some, I'd be weary of yeah. that situation if I was KD as well. Yeah. So it's, it makes a lot more sense that he'll just hit the market and sign with whoever he wants to sign with. And, and they're just always rehab yeah, with them. Yeah, and they'll just eat the years, you know. Like I don't know. I've said him a couple of times to a couple of different people. Even if KD comes back from an Achilles as seventy five percent of the player he was, he's still he's still a top yeah. tier three. He's still a max contract guy. He's still a top tier three of the yeah. NBA. Yeah. That's as good as they get. I think Clay's ACL injury actually makes him a lot more likely to re sign with Golden State. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I think, his dad said that he was going to. Yeah, well, I think Golden State's still going to give him a max deal. Yeah. And I think if he goes out and tries to hit the market with coming off of an ACL that he's going to have to recover from, I don't think he's mm-hmm. going to see the money. So, yeah. for now, for Clay, I think staying in Golden State is the only, really the only thing that makes total sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That, unless your banner image comes to true. Yeah. Like, just, and Patrick's Photoshop banner image just is important of the future. <laughs> I actually didn't make that one. I just wanted to tell you. I oh, you took didn't? It. Yeah, I okay. just put it up there because I thought it was the dumbest thing that I saw that day. <laughs> like, Fair it was enough. a Saturday. I was just browsing Lakers Twitter. We were being insufferable as usual. <laughs> and I saw that and was like, oh my God, wouldn't that be funny if that was the fucking banner to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And then I did Thanks it. for that. Like, that looks so dumb and awful. We're so shitty as a fan base. <laughs> Let's make it front and center in my podcast. <laughs> People will get it. They, uh, they'll either I get, they they'll either get that Lakers' exceptionalism is stupid or they'll think, wow, Patrick really lost it. <laughs> <laughs> either one. Hopefully it gets listeners. Um, yeah, but those. so that's like the big Golden State storyline going forward. Um, also in the Western Conference, we have my current favorite thing in basketball, which is that James Harden and Chris Paul hate each other. Yeah, I love that yeah. shit. It makes me so happy. Uh, it's just, they just really, like, because Chris Paul's always been a dick. Mm-hmm. Well known. It just used to be good enough at basketball for everyone to have to listen to him anyway. Yeah. And now he's getting older and he isn't. And he's playing with a guy who plays the same position as him and is a lot better at it. Yeah. And kind of yeah. doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. I mean, James Harden, he's a dick in his own way, but it's mostly just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> that's basically James Harden is just like, I don't know. Yeah, James Harden's a dick because he doesn't give a shit about any of the things you're saying, and Chris Paul was a dick because he keeps trying to correct micro infractions and in grammar. Yeah, like I, I very much enjoyed the uh, clip of the what game two of last year where Brandon Ingram punches Chris Paul in the face <laughs> with this very long arm going out <laughs> over a crowd. Yeah, connects to Chris Paul's face just. <laughs> I'm surprised Chris Paul hasn't been punched more frequently. Yeah. I mean, Boogie throwing the basketball at him was hilarious. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I have not, no. Okay. So Boogie's about to go out of bounds. He's going to throw the ball at someone, sees that Chris Paul is there, and just shucks it at his fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> Bounces right off and goes out of bounds. Awesome. Kings get the ball back. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Just, just. I mean, Bo- Boogie and Chris Paul, their feud is, like, hilarious. No, there's, like, a, there's like a quote rolling around that, um, 
Chris Paul was like trying to like correct a whole bunch of things that uh, James Harden does, and instead, and James Harden was like, "Dude, you can't even beat your own man." Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, that's rough, dude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Chris Paul's at an age where it's like he's not supposed to be out there beating his own man, <laughs> <laughs> passing the ball and facilitating, and you know, running pick and rolls. I'm. Do you know what James Harden has to say to that? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's kind of weird that I'm like on Chris Paul's side about that. Where it's like <laughs> Chris Paul's job is to facilitate and like play quarterback. James Harden's job is to sit around, fucking dribble, and shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The thing is, James Harden can facilitate and be the quarterback. He did it what uh, two years ago when he was the point guard, and he still does it from time to time in, in certain rotations. It's true. What would, what's a good comparison? If Chris Paul is a quarter, if Chris Paul is a quarterback. James Harden is Barry Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give him the ball, he's like, I'm going this way. Oh, crap, can't go this way. I gotta come back around. Oh, no, this is not going to work. I'm going to run backwards for a little while. No, all right, now I'm going over. There I go! And it turns out it works. <laughs> and it works. Yeah. No, that's a... Uh... It also, like, this whole thing um, really, really makes me watch those State Farm commercials in a different light. <laughs> All of the the fake hating each other is real hating each Apparently other. Apparently, they really just don't like yeah. each other very much. <laughs> yeah. No. Then um, other fun stuff. Uh, everybody apparently wants to leave Boston. Yeah. Um, Al Horford had a thirty million dollar player option for next year, um, which he declined. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Celtics people and Boston sports people started shouting that he was going to take less money to help the Celtics, and that's why he did it. No, that is not why he did it. <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> you really thought he was going to come back for less? Oh, sweetie. Oh, gosh, no. Oh, God, no, no. Not even oh, a goodness, little. no. Mm-mm. No, he's leaving forever. Probably become a Laker, baby. <laughs> Get that. Open Photoshop. <laughs> I've, already, I've already done it. I've, I put Al Horford in a Lakers jersey like four years ago. It's just in a folder. <laughs> Waiting. Waiting for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Kyrie's gone. Kyrie's signing with the Knicks or maybe Brooklyn or something. I don't know, but he's gone. He's gone. My, my favorite headline is Kyrie has ghosted the Celtics. <laughs> he doesn't answer their phone calls. He doesn't answer anything from anyone on the team at all. He has ghosted them. And she's being so mean to everybody. <laughs> like, I wouldn't fucking like that team either, man. If I was Kyrie, I, mean, I don't, I'd be like, I'm I don't blame him out. about Gordon Hayward. I'm like, yeah. what do you got against Jason Tatum? Like, what did he do to you? <laughs> undermine him probably about the world being round <laughs> like, Kyrie's like you know you can't really prove the earth is round like Jason Tate's like I actually went to a couple of classes in college and you can and here's how he's like well, <laughs> she enemies. actually got on a plane earlier and uh, we saw the curvature of the earth so <laughs> how do you think we got to to LA on this flight <laughs> it was fake it was a projection yeah the windows were fake. fake yeah, the windows. windows were fake windows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just imagine, I'm just imagining fucking Kyrie trying to get on a team play. He's like, I need to inspect the windows. I need to look at them. I have a guy here. He's a tech. He's going to make sure there's no screens or anything like that in there. Yeah. McMullen, uh, Jackie McMullen wrote a piece for the Globe yesterday that described the entire just Celtics meltdown, their chemistry meltdown, mm-hmm. why they don't. They don't play well together. They don't like each other. And it all started with Gordon Hayward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it did. 
I mean, she didn't say specifically it's because he's a Trump supporter who gives lots of who's, who gives a lot of money to Donald Trump. She just talked about oh how he gets in excess of minutes, he gets the ball a lot, and he doesn't really deserve it because he's not really merited. He's not playing well. No, and I can't help but think. It is because he's a Donald Trump supporter. No, I think that's a, <laughs> As a person of a color. Part of it. That would be a thing for me. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, I fucking hate this guy. It's got to be a huge part. Thirty-three of it. minutes a game. I'm just guessing. I assume that's what he got. <laughs> he can't. He can barely play. And he's probably a racist. So, yeah. And by probably, I mean definitely. Almost. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck Gordon Hayward. Like he's either bad now or was never actually good. These are the two options. Um, and he won't shut up about how much he likes Donald Trump. And I don't see how that's supposed to uh, get you to appeal to your teammates yeah. in a league that is literally like 85% black men. Yeah. It, it's a very, yeah, very dumb. It's a, ba- Gordon, it's a bad Gordon Hayward plan. is a very dumb person. <laughs> and a bad person. Yeah. Mostly. Turns out he's a shitbird. Um, yeah. But he did win that uh, that high school championship game 38-36 to 36 or something. <laughs> You think anyone was Don't in that you crowd? love defense? <laughs> defense is so great. You think anyone was in that crowd saying, someone's going to make the NBA one day in this court? No. How could you think that? <laughs> oh, man. Indiana basketball. My Doesn't high, sound fun. <laughs> my uh, high school coaches, uh, assistant coaches, um, I asked him what his most significant basketball memory was. He was like, well, in uh, high school, I played in the same league as uh, Jason Richardson. And, oh, boy. <laughs> and I threw an inbounds pass, and Jason Richardson stole it, and I thought I could D him up, and he dunked me into the center of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. Right? That doesn't sound fun. Hey man, you gotta have. There's gotta st- stuff has to bring humility to somebody sometime. Yeah, yeah. but so, everybody's yeah, everybody's rosters are in uh, in flux right now. Yeah, and, every every NBA marquee franchise. If we're looking at like the biggest, most popular franchises, the Bulls are a hot mess. The Lakers can't even do the best thing they've ever done correctly. They don't even have a starting lineup <laughs> yet. <laughs> I'm gonna be a Laker. This isn't a joke. I'm literally gonna play for the Lakers next year, guys. I'm rich. The league minimum, that's so much to me. <laughs> but anyways, reality. Lakers are a hot mess. Um, I mean, even though they got AD, they still don't have players. They don't have any depth. They don't even know how to count how much is actually in their salary cap. Yeah, they fucked up the whole math that there was supposed to end up with one more max slot available on the team. Nope. And now they have $23 million. <laughs> it's like, Yeah, I don't think I don't think Kemba Walker is going to take $23 million. <laughs> God. Yep. <sighs> Bad job, everybody. So, like, the Bulls are the Bulls are a mess. The Lakers are a mess. Um, the Warriors are hurting right now. Uh, the Celtics are a, a hot mess. I'm trying to think who's the fifth. Who's the fifth one in that marquee NBA franchises? The Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah, well, perpetually the Knicks. garbage. Yeah, always, yes. always trash. Yeah, the top five league teams in the league are just an absolute tire fire. But you know what? Starting tomorrow night, they'll all have a chance to step back into the limelight with the NBA draft. Ah, yes. (laughs) The NBA draft. That leads us to our cover story. The drafts. Just drafts in general. Sports Um, drafts. Yeah, the NBA draft is tomorrow. It is a celebration. 
It's a celebration about forcing young men to go play in a city they've never been to and don't want to be in. A celebration of getting no say into looking into their team's histories of uh, medical care, player development, any of those things. Their salary structures are going to be fixed by a CBA they had no hand in negotiating. Yep. It's a party. Yeah. It's, it's, it's legal somehow. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a legal practice. <laughs> it's fucking... It'd be unheard of in any industry whatsoever. But in sports, it's just a thing we do. Mm-hmm. The drafts are built in there. They're always they're always established in the names of like competitive balance or yeah. something. And Which that, is like, yeah, it's it's total nonsense. Um, there's a Will Leitch article we'll reference a few times in this, but um, in it he makes the point that since uh, Tim Duncan was drafted, only one team has that had a number one pick has won a title with that number one pick on their team. And that was the Cavaliers, and it was the second time LeBron was in Cleveland. <laughs> it was when LeBron <laughs> used capitalism <laughs> to go back to Cleveland. Yeah, so yeah. the draft doesn't actually yeah. make teams better, really. That was free agency. <laughs> yeah. That was just a really good free agents pickup. Wow. Yeah, they, they, there was a free agent on the market who happened to be LeBron James, and they signed him. Yeah, he went there willingly because he wanted to go. Yeah, it's 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 completely it's completely nuts. Like the whole competitive balance thing. It's like it's all it's all based on like science that isn't real, especially when you go to like the NBA or the NBA, the NFL draft, where it's literally just dudes saying things. They're filling yeah. airspace. Like Mel yeah. Piper Jr. is not a draft expert. He's good at, he's he's a brand that people think of as a draft expert. None of what he's saying is is fucking like tangible. He's just they're all just saying garbage to fill airspace and it's affecting people's careers. Mel Kuyper's like ju- his his whole career achievement is knowing the buzzwords, having a voice that fits the pr- the profile and a memorable haircut. Like that's that's yeah. what he does. It's super weird. It's just it's yeah, the the NFL draft just their their draft science is is nonsense. Like it's, it's all just garbage, yeah. and yet like people end up drafting based on this like fake science. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and like there's no, there's absolutely no indication that giving the worst team the first pick makes that team any better. None. How many times? Look at how high the Browns draft every single year, and how long they've been <laughs> shit. And I know that this year it's fancy for everybody to say like, "Oh, they're really going to be good." Yeah, because they hit on two and they signed some really good players, and then for some reason the Giants traded Odell Beckham Jr., possibly the best receiver in football, to them. Yeah, like, yeah, of course they have a chance to be good. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the fact that they miss on drafts all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's, no, th- like, think about how many years the Sixers were bad and how, like, literally how many picks they used and how many of those guys are actually on those teams. Because at this point, it's basically Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. And that's it. That's, like, Nerlens Noel was a number one overall draft pick, or a first round draft pick by the 76ers, and now he's a role player for the Mavs. Markel Fultz um, doesn't know how to shoot a basketball anymore. Yeah. Which, again, if weird. I was, if someone told me I was so going to be drafted by the Sixers. I would think, man, remember when their other number one overall pick, who was supposed to be a cornerstone of their team, got a minor shoulder injury, and now no one even thinks he'll ever play again? Yeah. It's not a great sign. Yeah. The Sixers process, uh, I mean, it made sense on paper. It just didn't work. Yeah. I mean, it worked in that they got two guys that could help carry them to the playoffs, but that took a really long fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. It took a long time. (laughs) 
And like, there's no guarantee that these that it's ever gonna work either. You know, like you have to do more than that. You can't just draft things and like, or things draft people and hope that they're it's all gonna end up great because it doesn't generally. Yeah. Shit. If you're the Mariners, what you do is you draft a guy and you trade him to the Yankees for a different prospect. And then that prospect that you traded him to the Yankees for, you cut that guy. So that now the Yankees have your prospect, but you don't have theirs anymore. Then you sign Edwin Encarnacion. And you trade Edwin Encarnacion to the Yankees for the prospect you already traded to the Yankees to get him back. So, But you agree to pay the rest of Edwin Encarnacion's contract. Mm-hmm. So now you have the guy you already had... And you owe the Yankees money to pay Edwin Encarnacion, who's leading the American League in home runs. Yeah. We, we, let's segue real quick. I have a question <laughs> for you. I had yeah. a really interesting uh, conversation this weekend about, about Jerry DePoto, the GM of the Mariners. Sure. The, the discussion this... on Twitter with a bunch of people. Um, is he good? No. Okay. <laughs> Did you listen to any of the things I just said? I don't know. You described his process accurately. <laughs> That's all you did. Is that a good process? I I say no. You also agree. <laughs> Thank God. Uh I just, I find it so weird that that's like the baseball climate, or the, the sports climate that we live in where people are basically just like relying on gaming these weird systems and like just treating human beings as these like, as these numbers. And I'm a stats guy, I still find it fucking atrocious <laughs> like, that so, you're just going to boil someone down to a number and then treat them like they're not human yeah. and just move them all around. So here's here's the thing. So I'm gonna I'm, I promise you I'll bring this back to Jerry Depoto in a second, but yeah, I, we don't need to. But yeah, <laughs> no, I will because it's worth doing. So the whole point, like my problem with, and also the whole point of in the way in which drafts are structured, um, is that it allows um, franchises and um, sports teams to then depress the value of young players over the first four to five years of their career. Yeah, right? that's the whole goal. Yeah, they so, yeah they want to take an incoming draft class, incoming class of labor, and basically go no money for any of you. Yeah, very little money yeah. for all of you. You get you cannot you yeah. cannot make the money until yeah. you do enough things, and that's like that's the whole point. It's also very pronounced, particularly in the MLB, where when you get drafted, you can essentially negotiate a bonus, but that's it. Now you're in a now you're on a minor league wage scale until you play yourself into the majors, and then you get your. Uh, service time filled and then once that initial contract is up that your minor league contract and your uh and your um uh major league minimum contract then you can renegotiate for more right so what jerry depoto did in this situation is he had a guy who was on that minimum contract traded for another minimum contract cut the the minimum contract he got in return and then had a guy who has to pay like 20 million dollars to and sent him back for this, what would ostensibly be that minimum contract, except he agreed to pay the $20 million for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry DePoto has a thing where he buys prospects. Yeah. And isn't buying them in a way that, oh, I'm just going to pay prospects. He's buying them in a way, I'm going to pay other teams so yeah. I can pay for this. To, in, that's my way of paying this prospect. Yeah. That's how, Jerry essentially, De- that's, yeah. that's how we got Kellenic. Yeah. Jerry DePoto took the deeply evil centerpiece of the draft system, which is that it makes uh, the players who are still exist in, the, like, in that four-year gap outside of the draft pretty much valueless in terms of their money, their uh, financial cost to a franchise, and fucked it up 
by Blake just saying like I'm gonna sign this guy for twenty million bucks and then trade him to another team, but I'm still gonna pay the twenty million bucks. Yeah, because I will pay money to get a prospect who will be good later that I don't have to pay in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Except that was his plan two years ago when he did this the first time. Yeah. He basically, I, I, I'm, I agree with everything you're saying. He just puts himself in situations where moving laterally seems like the best idea. Mm-hmm. So he never actually has to go for it because if he did have to go for it, he'd be fucked. Someone pointed out to me Jerry Depoto didn't make the playoffs last week. I said he never made the playoffs. He made the playoffs in 2014. The Angels won 98 games on the backs of players that he did not draft. That makes sense. Mike Trout, Cole Calhoun, Howie Kendrick, um, Jared Weaver was still good back then. Essentially, that point that Jerry Depoto once made the playoffs, that's bullshit. He didn't make the fucking playoffs, dude. He just happened to be the executive in charge while the other guy's team made the fucking playoffs. (laughs) The Albert Pools on that team did not rack up a lot of wins above replacement. Neither did Josh Hamilton, C.J. Wilson. They did not contribute significantly to that team. I think they're like four wins above replacement total. Yeah, and what the hell kind of good metric of an executive is once made the playoffs? Yeah. Because these guys bounce around between franchises all the time. Jerry DePoto made the playoffs once in Anaheim. Even give him some credit for it. He did it a time in his entire career. Yeah. I'm One time. I'm sorry to like ha- basically take a Twitter argument that I had <laughs> and put it on the podcast because that seems nah. fucking tacky, but I'm doing it. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're doing this. Someone told me, oh, Jerry DePoto made the playoffs. You're wrong. And it's like, okay... I'm wrong, but also he didn't have anything to do with that fucking playoff run. Man, you know who else made the playoffs a couple of times? I'm not going to pronounce his name right. Uh, Masai Urije, the Raptors exec. Oh, Because you know what he did is he went to Denver and he did it a lot. And then uh, Toronto was like, we want that guy. So they signed him away from Denver. And he took them to the playoffs a lot. And then he went ahead and took, like, made some fucking moves on the market. And now he's got a goddamn championship to show for it. That's what good executives do. And it's not what Jerry DePoto has ever done. Yeah. He never, he, he's never gone for it. No. He's done and the like, opposite here's, gone for it. And like, here's the thing. is like, Jerry DePoto made the playoffs in 2014. What did that team look like in 2015? I wanna, I'm going to look that up yeah. right fucking now. 2015 Angels season, I want to know. Because that is that is a question for how good he is at anything. <laughs> Bad. Well, that was that would have been his third year as the Angels execu- uh, general manager. 2012 was, I think, when he took over. Maybe 2013 is when he took over. Doo-doo. But, yeah. They... Were, they won 85 games. They were barely over 500. Mm-hmm. All on the backs of the same players that got them in the playoffs before. Mm-hmm. Your Eric Abars, your your Mike Trouts, your Cole Calhouns. Yeah. So basically, they had an 11 game swing in uh, and uh, with no major changes to their roster. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a funny thing that someone told me. I was like, and I was blown away when I looked it up. Like, he didn't win fucking 98 games, you dummy. And then I look, I'm like, Oh shit, he won 98 games, but he didn't really do it, though. He sure as shit didn't do it the next year. Like, he didn't do anything to make that team better. Mm -hmm. He's still an executive that's resided over the worst farm system in baseball twice, under two different organizations. That's really bad. Mm -hmm. You're not good if you've done that. You've been at the job for nearly a decade now. More than half a decade. I can think of general managers that have done more with the types of situations they've been dealt. Like Brian Sabian of the Giants in the 90s. Yeah. He makes a bunch of trades, goes to the playoffs the next year. That's what good GMs do. No, <laughs> they you take make, shit you make situations. Deals. I'm sure Barry Bonds, Mike Trout, very comparable. 
very comparable players. So like Brian Sabian did it, uh, and he just did it the the way of like, why don't I get some good players? <laughs> what if, so you might have noticed some of these guys on this team are bad. But what my theory for players for uh, player acquisition presupposes is, what if they're good? Yeah. And Jerry DePoto says, what if I take these good players, replace them with slightly less good players who cost less, while also taking on players who are kind of good who cost a lot so I can later trade for assets? What? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine just being excited about that shit. No. Like, talking, I love how we're just talking about Jack DePoto now, but it's like, it's so, no, but it's it's so like, indicative it's of the a... culture that, like, drives like draft culture too no like that's the thing is like i keep thinking we should pivot away from this because it's not about but this is about drafts like it kind of is like and like that's the thing that like in terms of your team structure and whether or not you're actually able to make your team better via draft picks like there's really no indication you are like even um the only the only team you could say that I can remember in my entire life that had a number one overall pick with an absolute guaranteed lock to make their team better was when the Cavaliers drafted LeBron James. And it worked. Except what they didn't then do is get other good players. They didn't really do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why LeBron left to go to Miami because he was sick of playing with a bunch of like pieces of garbage. And everyone's like, oh, well, Jordan just put up with it in, in, uh, the, in uh, Chicago, except he had fucking Scotty Pippen, Pippen, Tony Kukoc, Steve Kerr, Dennis Rodman. Like, they were really good players in Chicago. Yeah. They went and got him Dennis yeah. Rodman. They got him pieces that yeah. were like, hey, Michael, you know how you're the best player in history? We'd like to uh, help you really establish that. So here's a dude who's going to play really well alongside you. Yeah. You good with that? He's, of course he fucking is, because he's not a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, they wanted... The, the Cavaliers did this thing that a lot of teams who have high draft picks end up doing, where let's say I'm let's say you're an NFL team and you just draft like a number three overall. Yeah. You're going to advertise that you got this shiny new quarterback or whatever. You don't know what he can do. But yeah, you're going to no advertise idea. from the point of the draft to the point before he even plays a game and makes so much money off of him. And then, you know, you don't know if he's going to bust or not. Because gonna... the draft science is garbage and you don't fucking know what anyone is. Because yeah. everyone's going to be really excited about Cole McWhitey's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cole McWhitey's. <laughs> And yeah, then they would show up and be like they're going to wear McWhitey's jerseys. And, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're gonna sell. You're gonna sell so much tickets. You're gonna sell so much merch off of this. They essentially did that with LeBron James, but for um, seven years. <laughs> they were like, let's do that. That thing where it's like, hey, LeBron James, though we got this guy, and it's gonna be great for seven years until it turned out, oh, LeBron James can leave now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what a dick, right? And it's like, <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> so what, you know what, 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 was, what was it that happened? The year after LeBron James left, his first year in Miami, is when he started an unprecedented run of going to the finals for, what, nine straight years? Yeah. The second he went somewhere that he was playing with other good players and not fucking Ilyan Pasovovich and... I don't know, whoever the 2009 version of Matthew Della Dova was. <laughs> Someone who didn't get the job done. Yeah. Um, he just went to finals all the time. Yeah. Constantly. When he went back to Cleveland, he was like, get me Kevin Love, because I don't want Andrew Wiggins, which 
Actually, that good was call. The, yeah, it turns out like <laughs> everyone's like, well, call. LeBron's a terrible GM. That was a good choice. Incredible decision, <laughs> yeah. LeBron. Yeah. I, no one should ever question that. <laughs> sorry, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, sorry about that, Andrew. You just need you just, to be better at you basketball. Yeah. Jimmy Butler really exposed you. <laughs> and he was your teammate. Good lord, that's not fun. I'm sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> it sucks. Also, but... you tried to feud Stack, and that's just a dumb idea. Yeah, you... Steven Jackson will mop you. <laughs> very <today>. much. <laughs> <laughs> those, those Instagram videos of Steven Jackson just calmly reminding Andrew Wiggins who Steven Jackson is <laughs> were fucking golden. I love them. Although I'll say this too is I'll say this too is like one of the things that LeBron has demonstrated over his career. And it, like if you subscribe to the LeBron is GM theory, which a lot of people do. Oh, 1 million yeah. percent is a Lakers fan. Yeah. I definitely know who's pulling the strings yeah. here. But um one thing he's never been interested in ever since he left for Miami is playing with fucking draft picks. He doesn't care about them. He's not into, like, because you know what LeBron, I think LeBron knows something about himself that a lot of people, like, want to rip on him for, but he's being honest, which is like, he's not a player development guy. He's not going to make everyone around, like, these young guys who need to learn better. He needs people who already know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. He and needs like, people who have a specific skill set so he can play to that. But if you mm-hmm. haven't developed that skill set yet, you, please leave him alone. Yeah. He like, does not talk want to me. know like, you this is, this is why he didn't like Lonzo. It's cause, not because Lonzo doesn't have the potential to be a good player. It's because he has the potential to be, but he isn't yet. And LeBron's yeah. like, I'm not waiting for you. He couldn't do, the, yeah. he couldn't do one thing yeah. really, really, really well. And like one thing consistently, and Kyle Kuzma, who has a who has a lower ceiling than Lonzo, and both Brandon Ingram, who's probably not going to be a better player than either of them, Kyle Kuzma could do the one thing. He mm-hmm. could get to the hoop. He could score the fucking bat. He could, he could do. He could basketball. do. Like he, he, there's yeah. a task that he's gonna accomplish. Yeah, and which he he does not play defense well. He does not do a, most things well on the court for. For what he's built as. <laughs> but he does this one thing, and LeBron was like, I like that. Yeah. I like that you do the thing. So yeah. you're the one I want to keep, yeah. even though the other two have a way higher ceiling. Well, because like, their ceiling is something they still got to reach. With Kuzma, you're like, you're going to do that well. And like, I don't know, in the meantime, if you figure out how to do a new thing well, that would be super. Yeah. But Kuzma's probably never going to be an all star. No, not a he'll, chance. He'll be a solid player. And if he gets bigger, he'll be more valuable. Yeah. He could, if he learns to play, if he could learn to play defense, he'll be an extremely strong rotation dude, yeah. or like even a quality like fifth starter. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, I think of him as he's, he's already a pretty good like second sidekick to LeBron. Yeah. Like I'll take that all day. Hell yeah. So yeah, like, but he doesn't trust prospects. Like you, I don't know how like you can't trust prospects. This is like. Remember Michael Oluwakandi, number yeah. one overall, totally fine like center, like in the grand scheme of things, not worth a number one pick. Yeah, it's kind of weird like players that are in this upper echelon of like basketball players. I've noticed just don't play well with prospects. Yeah, uh, Kobe didn't. No, they. I, Kobe's nowhere near LeBron, but Kobe's in the fucking like. He's within twenty players of LeBron. Yeah, yeah. At the very he's least. Up there. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He didn't play well with prospects. He didn't like he didn't like it when people didn't have their shit figured out. Uh yeah, I don't Jordan obviously didn't. He punched a fucking teammate <laughs> who was an incredible player. <laughs> he still punched him. Like this is I feel like somehow in some of these leagues, and in the NBA sometimes I think it's true in particular, that these 
drafts where the worst teams get pushed down in order to draft guys are sort of working as a substitute farm system for everybody else who's figured out how not to exist there. Yeah. You know, and I should, and I should, I should qualify all that by saying that the Nuggets drafted Carmelo Anthony number three overall in 2003. And that quite literally sucked our team out of that basement spot and gave us a chance. We've never contended, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't suck anymore. We used to suck horribly. Yeah, I remember the yeah. 90s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> me too. Well, I mean, I try not to, and my therapist says I should really, like, try and open up my mind to, like, the pain. Yeah. But, you know, I don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah, but, like, Mellow... Elevated the franchise not to a championship level, but to a level where it was like we were going to be a six seed, or in, you know we're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, there was hope. So, but the uh, franchise around them, around that, never really put all the pieces together. We got Andre Miller, we had Nene for a while. They tried an Allen Iverson experiment that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, at least there was some effort there. I guess made is it what I'm saying. But they got they, AI. They just didn't do it right. Yeah. And then they were just five years late on AI. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Mello was like, "I'm gonna go to New York," and we're like, "Well, I guess we can't stop you." So we traded Mello for the entirety of the New York Knicks. Yeah, and um, you got Gallinari out of that. Yeah, turns out he wasn't that great either. Nah, he, he, all right, he's fine. <laughs> he's, not, <laughs> he's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twenty-eight minutes. Raymond ago. Felton was probably the best piece we got out of that whole trade. Mm. That's weird. That's gross. Anyway, um. Yeah, like. Meanwhile, the best thing the Knicks got in that era was uh, Lynn Sanity. It had yeah. nothing to do with that trade <laughs> <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> That's the only great thing to happen to them. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> they got Aldo, they got Amare, they got Melo, and then the best thing that happened was Lynn Sanity. Yeah, thank God I'm not a Knicks fan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sidebar, I almost was a Knicks fan. So when I in 1994, when I was a kid just getting into basketball, because that's all everyone talked about on the schoolyard, you know, like 10-year-old me was like asking around, like, what should I like? I don't want to like the Warriors because they don't look that fun. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know, the Bulls are happening. Like, it's like, so it's like, oh, you know, you're Patrick. Why don't you like Patrick Ewing? So I remember I went home, asked my dad all about Patrick Ewing. We watched Knicks games together. My dad was like, I hate this. But, you know, he's, he's watching. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> and I was like, I like Patrick Ewing. He's my favorite player because his yeah. name's Patrick. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to and me. And yeah. I, yeah. Luckily, like, I fucking <laughs> got my head on straight in the late 90s. and was just like, I like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Not the late 90s, like the mid-late 90s. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked Jordan for that whole thing and was like, wow, that was fun, but I don't know if I can be a Bulls fan because I don't know. Like, let's pick something on the West Coast. And I just picked the Lakers. And it turns out Kobe Bryant was happening. So good for me. Yeah, good job. I could have been a Knicks fan, though. Every day I wish you had picked the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Whatever. They had Peja Stojakovic throw a full court behind the back pass for a dunk, so. I'm fine with it. That's pretty fucking tight. I've never, I don't remember that. I just remember you know, the highlights. I remember incredible. Peja Stoyakovic like shot a lot of fucking threes. He did, but he also was a very good passer. And um, one time he threw the world's greatest highlight reel pass. That's incredible. Yeah. That, those know, teams were fun as hell, man. Like Mike Bibby, Jason Williams, Peja Stoyakovic, Chris Weber. Like 
Those teams ruled. Jason. They were so cool. White people love Jason Williams. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> he was very flashy. He was a lot of fun to watch. He was, was incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just laughing about it because I remember. I haven't thought about Jason Williams in so long now. I'm like, oh, yeah, white people love him. Yeah, well, he was like, he was like one of those... I don't know. He was he like kept, an and one mixtape yeah, guy. Yeah, pretty much. Like he just kept like... just kept doing stuff. You're like, that is totally unnecessary, Jason. <laughs> and like he was, I mean, he wasn't a like an average above average guard. Yeah, but like he wasn't. You know, he wasn't a world beater. He wasn't a Hall of Famer by I, any stretch. It was but... just like really funny watching like Jason Williams do like. Eight dribble moves, no look pass, and the other guy's like, "I'm not open." (laughs) (laughs) Was he? He had that. There was one time in the game he did the thing where he goes for the behind the back pass, but he does the elbow to the behind the back pass and shoots over to another guy. He did did that a couple of times. Like one time it worked, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's dope." But most of the time, was the guy's like, "I can't shoot this," and like kicks it back out. Yeah. I'm actually going to go ahead and put on a fucking mix right now and just kind of watch it <laughs> while, we, while we continue this podcast. Drafts are bad, guys. Drafts are bad. Like, yeah, we're, we've kind of gotten away from the point here. Although, I'm not sure we've gotten that far away from it. Yeah. I mean, we are yelling about the Sacramento Kings and Jason Williams. But, no, one, you know. no one is at the top of a draft <laughs> like the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> and they suck really bad. Um, Yeah, like, there's... There's just an abuse of the structure, and, like, I also, like, there's not, you should also call out the, uh, see, you're still, I'm listening, I'm just just watching, watching... (laughs) I'm just watching you watch Jason Williams mixtapes now, and you're making faces, (laughs) I told you that, (laughs) alright, I'm gonna stop this now, he was right, Jason Williams is fucking awesome, I forgot, he was great, I forgot, (laughs) that was wonderful, he used to do cool shit all the time, yeah, he did, that was, like, yeah, in terms, like, I bet if I bet if you pulled up Jason Williams' advanced stance, advanced stats, like his BPM and his VORP would be like, you'd be like, ah, yeah, it's fine. Why ruin like, it? Yeah, why, like, ru- why, why ruin, ruin that? Right like now. watching him play, like, it was fucking great. He doesn't play anymore. His 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 advanced metrics can't do anything to anyone anymore. <laughs> no one gets anything out of that. No, there's no reason to care. Um, what was I trying? I was trying to like actually pivot you back did to have the point. A, you did yeah. have a point that you're going to, and then I started making faces at this Jason. Fucking, <laughs> I was like, ooh, because he used to throw. Oh re- <laughs> that was good too. He used to throw like nutmeg passes and like just he's ridiculous. He was a ridiculous person. I'm surprised he never tried to pull the move where he dribbled off of somebody's face in the middle of an NBA game. Oh my god, <laughs> that was like an N one mixtape like classic move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dribble off the face. Yeah, well, he could do it because you knew the other guy wasn't really paying attention because yeah. like you're gonna dribble and then like oh you're gonna, when you actually make a move I guess I'll do something but yeah anyway um right <laughs> the uh this is like, what editing's for <laughs> yeah, right um there's a definitely like a certain a way in which like the player unions are culpable for um for what's happened to the rookie scales in the draft too where the unions are always represented by and negotiated for established players in the league, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in there, then you get to negotiate. Which means the guys coming into the league later don't have any say in what those structures look like. Because they're all dictated by their respective CBAs. Yeah. Um, so these 
the fresh guys have to then live under those standards. And I think what ends up happening is there's a degree of um, sort of like the hazing idea, which is I had to do this, so you do too. Which is uh, nonsense. Yeah, which that sucks really bad. And it's also just, it sucks that like it makes the league itself feel exclusionary to the, the workforce in a way that doesn't exist. I mean, it does exist in other fields, but not in such an ingrained and encoded way in the laws. They're designed like they're designed to help um, help teams pay less for young players, and the thing is, that it's actually advantageous for veterans who are established in the league to have players underpaid, particularly in capped leagues like the NBA and the NFL mm-hmm. and the NHL, because that means there's more money on the table for veterans to then claim when their time is up. Yeah. So it's makes these it's guys just like a cycle. Yeah. Like where the older players are going to be telling you, oh, you have to do this. And the younger players are going to be like, oh, shucks, this is just what I have to do. Even though they're getting screwed, the older players got screwed before that. and But it's they're allowing themselves to buy into this bullshit notion that this right. is a fair system. And, yeah, it's it's it just sucks because it's set up for everyone to fail. Yeah. Is the thing. Um, except the owners. They make out like bandits. Yeah, because they're they're severely underpaying their entire incoming like class of labor (laughs) they're like wow (laughs) we're getting like 60 people in our league wow let's make sure that we don't have to pay them that much at all i also am pretty sure that in most leagues i haven't checked the numbers on this but i believe that well maximum contracts and um and uh, years offers are tied to uh revenue share and salary cap changes the uh Rookie scales are not, that they are fixed numbers mm. in the CBA. Although I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I do know that if you're outside of the first round of, um, the, NF- of the NFL draft, you are on a locked contract that cannot be changed. Oh, wow. Yeah. At least not until somebody renegotiates it. But mm. none of these guys have anyone bargaining for them at the table. So No. Yeah, they have nothing. Yeah. Like that's that's the other thing is like I don't really how you know how you would un- expect um, the established players to really even think immediately about what happens to the guys getting drafted because they're trying they are trying to protect their own interests first and foremost mm-hmm. and I imagine that ownership knows that so they put pressure on a bunch of other areas and then they can give but then they don't do it with uh, rookie scales yeah I mean and the closest thing to like a good draft system which is still not good is like mlb because they give the players like a form of agency where they can like decide not to go to the team that drafted them yeah but they it's not like they're still a pro they just go back to being an amateur for yeah. another year for and however then you long it re-enter takes. the draft yeah you're yeah. basically like brb like yeah. can i get a mulligan and like that's it's kind of agency it's really not like it's also you really only... don't have a yeah yeah but it's also only so many mulligans and more significantly, then you're, it's giving up a year of professional eligibility, which means your contract that pays is kicked that much further down the road. Mm. So there's a trade-off there. There's always a trade-off. Yeah. Drafts are bad. Drafts are shit. Like, like, I really don't want Zion Williamson to have to go to Vietnam. Like... <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> i've been saving that for like an hour 
and we're moving on to hype drags. Hype drags. You got anything? Yeah, I want to hype Mike Trout because he has 69 career war. Nice. That's all I got. It's very nice. I want to drag whoever is running um, OJ Simpson's Twitter page. First of all, why does OJ have a Twitter profile now? I don't know. That was a that was a weird bit of information. Whoever's running that thing, hey, can you stop? Just don't do it. Just let's not do that. Also, I'm gonna drag Twitter. Can you delete his profile? <laughs> Seems like it'd be a good thing to do. I don't know. I don't know. I would also like to drag OJ Simpson. And I think we all know why. Because of the murders. Because of the murders. Because <laughs> of the murders, yeah. <laughs> He shouldn't have killed those people. Probably don't do a murder. Very weird weekend where both Bill Cosby and O.J. Simpson showed up on Twitter this past weekend. Who gave Bill Cosby... How the fuck did he get on Twitter? He's in prison. Someone's running it. Yeah, Yeah. well, of course, but yeah, Yeah. still. Fucking weird, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Ew. I drag that, there's no hype to it. (laughs) There's no hype there. No one wins there. What are we going to do? Start dragging Twitter as a whole and then individual people who work there? Yeah, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike. Who's Mike? I don't know. I'm sure there's someone on Twitter named Mike, though. Okay. <laughs> I was I was specifically <laughs> about Jack Dorsey. I'm sure that's CEO true, but you just said Jack, so I said Mike. I don't know. All right, more hype drags. Who do we have? Um, I want to drag LeVar Ball, um, right. which, you know, was always an easy thing to do for any one of a number of reasons. Um. But uh, this time it's for being a sexist prick to somebody on ESPN for like the third or seventh time. Again? Yeah, again. Because um, I remember he was inappropriate or just he was just problematic with uh, Christine Leahy on yeah, Colin did... Cowherd's show like six, maybe a year ago, actually. No, he did it again like last week. Oh, um, weird. They yeah. should really stop letting him on the fucking air. Yeah, stop putting this motherfucker on TV. What is the point of this? Why are you doing it? I don't like it. No one does. He and Lonzo separated professionally. Big baller brand got robbed by an employee that was LeVar's friend. Unfortunate. <laughs> very, very bad situation for the Ball family. Yeah, no, uh, that's horrible. But, like, that's the end of their... The, Lonzo was like, okay, we're done doing this. We're just, I'm just not going to do this anymore. And yet, like, LeVar is still there. I don't understand. Like, as, don't soon, as, soon as, as soon as Lonzo got traded, LeVar was being interviewed. It's just like, why? He has nothing to do with this guy other than, like... He raced him <laughs> and made him, I guess. But I, Actually, so for, I was talking to somebody about the Ball family the other day, and they asked me what LiAngelo was up to. I don't know. I had no idea either, so I Googled it. And uh, it turns out he spent last year playing in a league founded by his father. Oh, that's right. His that is bills. Build. Yeah, bills itself as um, an alternative to college basketball, in which LiAngelo Ball was named the MVP. Oh, of course. Yeah, which all of this is mostly fine, but I just want to throw this out there that this is the most extreme version of my dad is the coach that I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> is Lamelo gonna go to? Is he gonna go? Is he gonna commit to like a college? Or he no, he's going that. to Australia to play professionally for a year. Oh, Lamelo is. Yeah, and then he's gonna. 
Yeah, no. So the National Basketball League of um, Australia, it's called the National Basketball League, the mm-hmm. NBL. They do a Next Stars program where they essentially advertise to young players in the United States that they can come over on extremely short-term contracts, play in the NBL, and then declare for the draft. Okay. Australia is pretty big on basketball, so I mean, I yeah. guess that's like a viable option. It actually is. It's worked for a couple of guys so far, and like they're trying to set it up so that they can get these. Because you, can you imagine like how excited Australian basketball fans would have been if they could have gotten like an R.J. Barrett, yeah. or a Bull Bull, or a Zion Williamson to come down yeah. for another like, like year? Lamello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they have, yeah, have Lamelo, and, and nope, like again. <laughs> By extension, LeVar. Thanks to LeVar, no one has any idea whether or not LaMelo was actually any good. Like, Yeah, I have no... I, there's this one AAU video of LaMelo just bricking a bunch of deep threes for no reason at all. And everyone's like, this is awful. Yeah. Like, why are we doing... This is a child, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's, like, this is really fucking weird. No, Lamelo. just shitting on him. Lamelo owns a bunch, like a bunch of weird records. Like he owns one of the high score records in a California high school basketball game, where he scored like ninety four points or something. A lot of them on fast break hucks from a, a guy whose name I forget, who was a D one recruit and uh, put up a triple double in the game. Lamelo just had like ninety two points and zero other statistical accomplishments. Um, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know that doesn't. Do they know that it doesn't work in the NBA like that? Apparently not. They, but um, they have an yeah. older brother whose best assets are that he does all those other things that aren't the things <laughs> that, that, that's just scoring. Maybe he should give them some advice. Like I don't know, set a screen. Yeah. Well, like I don't know. rebound. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any ill will towards Lamelo. Actually, I want to hype Lamelo for heading out to Australia to try and get some work in a professional league that might like and try and build his stock. Like, good yeah. for him. After his dad basically yeah, might have tanked his career. Yeah, and like certainly eliminated. Like the whole reason he's doing this is because his amateurism is entirely in question. Which that's a whole other fucking can of worms. But basically, the yeah. un, the NCAA isn't sure that he qualifies under their rules. So yeah. Basically, yeah, LaMelo has had his a traditional route to the NBA just taken away from him. Yep. The option is gone because his dad. Yeah, he has to do this. Yeah. He has to do this. And I, you know, I kind of hope he succeeds and turns out to be a nice kid. He looks like a douchebag. Yeah. But... The, the, the ball kids all look pretty, like, cool and normal. Like, Lonzo specifically is yeah. just like... Lonzo seems very nice. He doesn't... He, I like him. He, I, he is nothing like his dad. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's a whole weird thing. It's a whole weird thing. Remember the time LeVar feuded with Donald Trump? God. Did... No, <laughs> but so it doesn't long shock ago, me. Right? I'm surprised I'm not currently feuding with LeVar. I've said his name <laughs> twice, and I've never said anything nice about him, so I'm surprised he hasn't shown up on Twitter to, like, yell at me. Hey, everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet, and with our first, with our third, fourth guest, LeVar Ball. Fuck <laughs> this guy! Here to, here to argue with Jake. <laughs> Meh. It'd just be him shouting at me a lot, I imagine. I bet you if I asked, he'd fucking call in at the very least. LeVar <laughs> right. Ball, come be on our podcast. <laughs> I'm curious. That would be quite a score. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Come on, check it out. See what, see what you got to say. The gears are turning. <laughs> I'm a... Uh, I'm entirely willing to hear you out no matter what. He you might can be. tell me exactly what your thought process were, but it'll be hard-hitting journalism. Hard-hitting <laughs> journalism. 
We do drink while we do this podcast. <laughs> so I'm on my third beer, fourth beer. I'm not sure. It's a number. Mm-hmm. More than one. Two weeks ago, I spent 75% of this podcast with a mouthful of cheese. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's that's our show, right? I think so. We're done um, with hype drags? We're done with hype drags. I don't Cover have the anything. NBA. Did the Covered, NBA. Covered drafts. Yeah, I mean, we kind of lost track of our draft thing. It but, was a good discussion, yeah, no matter yeah. what. It was it was just a good sports discussion. It was, <laughs> it was, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, yeah, fuck drafts, though. Like, just open it up. Yeah. Was Again, referencing back to Will Leitch, if this is a capitalist society... Just let let players or let players just get paid right off the bat. Otherwise, let's just go full socialism. Also cool yeah. with that version. Let's hit but... rookie free agency, man. Yeah. Or or full socialism. I want to see something other than a fucking draft tomorrow. I refuse this middle ground. Yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. I wonder where Zion's gonna go tomorrow. Oh, probably Los Angeles. Yeah, the Lakers seems like the most yeah. likely destination. Uh, where are they picking tomorrow? Like in the somewhere uh, in the they're third actually round, the no. I think the <laughs> deep <is>. second. <laughs> I think the Lakers are picking numbers one, two, three, four, and five. That checks out. Um, in order to fill out their roster. Yeah. So. How else are we going to win eight titles in one year? <laughs> this is the only way. Yeah. Honestly, the NBA should start doing like a Champions League style international competition. Oh, I would love it. That would be fucking awesome. Like, get the, uh, take, you don't even have to, like, take the top four teams from the NBA and just grab some EuroLeague teams, grab the uh, NBL guys, maybe a Chinese team. I don't know. Find some, like, actual national basketball yeah. or national basketball leagues and fucking have an international tournament like the World Baseball Classic. It sounds dope as hell. Yeah. World Baseball I don't want Classic to see, yeah, is a lot of fun. But not this Dream Team shit. None no, of the Dream you, you got to have nuts. your actual club. Yeah. Not your, the, yeah. yeah. Actually bring a team. Yeah. You got to bring yeah. a team. I don't, I don't just want to see the U.S. team. Although, the reason why it works in baseball is because the U.S. team generally isn't that good. <laughs> really not. Puerto Rico rules. Cuba's really Cuba's good. Cuba's incredible. Venezuela's Japan is out incredible. there kicking the shit out of people. Japan's amazing. Korea's really good. Cuba's yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah. They're all very, very good. America, I mean, we won the last one. USA won the last one. Yeah, they did, yeah. Yeah, they have Buster Posey and Brandon Crawford giving their last best efforts <laughs> at good baseball <laughs> for the national team. Do you remember, uh, uh, what was the year when, uh, like, the Netherlands was, like, shockingly good? Yeah, yeah, the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, that's because uh, Aruba, they're players from Aruba, they're, uh, mm. like Andrew Jones. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They have a lot of players from Aruba. Yeah, the Netherlands. Uh, Italy's in there sometimes, every once in a while, pretty good. Uh, yeah. World Baseball Classic's a lot of fun. It's really cool. It's kind of more fun than, like, regular season. <laughs> like, it is. Like, like, I, actually, more than a little bit. I get really excited for it. Yeah. 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 All right. We good? Yeah. Uh, you, this has been All Sports Are Bad. You can listen to us on the thing you're listening to us. I am Patrick JCS on Twitter. I am Jake Whipple at Wildly Pointless on Twitter. And Ben Simmons can fuck off. Ben Simmons? Not Ben Simmons, damn it. Bill Simmons. Okay, yeah. I Shit. No, Ben Simmons is fine. Ben Simmons didn't do anything. <laughs> but Bill Simmons was probably sitting there, the first person writing an article, Probably it was probably about 8,000 words about how Al, For- Al Horford really understood the Celtics way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's somewhere writing an article right now about how Danny Ainge can really do it. He's gonna do it. He's gonna rebuild again. <laughs> How many times is he going to fucking have to rebuild? You're rebuilding after you're rebuilt. Didn't you just rebuild? <laughs>
don't know, this is like a dude who like he's always about um like he's like super teams are what makes the NBA great and then no one wants to sign with the Celtics he's like this player agency is not cool with me no sir <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not really sorry Bill Simmons in this one being a Celtics fan must suck yeah it's not fun alright yeah whatever he's still a fucking Patriots fan he can fuck Ew. right off Ew, get and a here. Red Sox fan like I got Ew. no sympathy Ew. none gross This podcast is never going to be popular in Boston. Bye, Internet. See ya.